Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I am great. So today we're going to be talking about something exciting, Megan, and that is a retreat that you're having this fall called Beyond. And we're going to get into the details of that retreat, of course. And we're also going to talk about the concept of beyond, which is a word that you've used kind of to describe the place in life where you're done having babies and out of the trenches and ready to kind of look at the next phase of life outside of motherhood. Um, and we're going to talk about might be. what, yes, yes, exactly. And we're going to talk about all of that. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
So um, beyond you, this is exciting. Um, you have been to conferences, been to retreats over the years, and this has been a little bit of a dream of yours to host your own for a while now. So a I'm going to get you to talk while. about it. Yeah. Um, let me just give the very the quick details so we're not keeping anyone in suspense. You are hosting this October 9th through 11th this year in Southwest Michigan, which is near where you live. Um, And it's a retreat for moms and women who kind of want to make room for creativity in their lives, maybe want a little bit of coaching on a big idea they have, or maybe just want to get away and have a little time. So at the end of this episode, I thought we'd get real, we'll we'll give the exact details, but I want to kind of back up a little bit first and just ask you, how did this come about and how how did you finally decide to do something like this? Well, I think that this ties in really well to the conversation we had, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it's episode six. Oh, episode six. So like a long time ago. Done, <laughs> about being done having that babies. Um, so I have wanted to have some kind of in-person event forever. And I used to run mom's groups and... Um, you know, support groups for, for new and pregnant women and new moms and pregnant women. And I always felt like it would just be a totally easy transition and obvious transition, transition to bring some of those people together for a weekend or even just for like a day thing. Um, and it just never happened. And a lot of that was because I still had small kids. Like I was still (laughs) in that phase of life where I had really small children. And so while I might have benefited from a retreat like that, I just wasn't really in the position yet to actually put something together. Um, so it became one of those back, you know, kind of like podcasting. It became one of those back burnered things that I just thought about every now and then and kept, you know, kept kind of shelving. And I was talking to my friend, Kelly Hampton, who, um, as her blog is enjoying the small things Mm -hmm. and she actually does a retreat. And I had seen that she was doing a retreat and that had been a big success. Um, and then she was going to be doing a second one or maybe even her third at this point. And so I just got in touch with her and said, you know, tell me, like, how long did it take you to plan it and all this stuff? And she said, really, you just have to do it. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Set up the page, like, figure out the details. Mm -hmm. You can figure stuff out as you go. See what the interest is. And Mm -hmm. so I think, like, a week later, I had a registration page ready to go and and announced it. Um, And just decided, you know, it's so funny because I was obsessing about like the date, like what would be the perfect date and how will I know it's all these, you know, I wanted to give people. What if people can't make it? Right. (laughs) And I wanted to give people plenty of time. So I started thinking about this like in February and I was planning it for October. So I was like, oh my gosh, what if something comes up, you know, between now and then? What if one of the kids says something or I have something? And then I thought, you know, I could what if myself Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, but I just Mm -hmm. need to to commit. So I did. We set the date um, and we've had some great interest. We've got, you know a nice number of people who've registered so far, several who are just kind of making sure things shake out Mm -hmm. um, before they sign up because now they're, you know, they're in the same place wondering about their fall schedules. And, you know, the schedule didn't work for everybody. I had to give a few refunds early on because people signed up and then realized that, uh, that actually the date wasn't going to (laughs) work. And so that happens. I mean, there's no perfection, right? Right. But, um, uh, but we're going forward. There are still, there are still openings and we're going to offer, um, a $50 discount to anyone listening. So we will make it very easy for them to find that link just in the show notes, which would be at, oh gosh, no, what's our, it's the momhour.com. And then what is the, this is episode 11, episode 11. But if you just go to the momhour.com, whenever you're listening to this, um, we'll make sure even just the title of this episode is obvious. Yeah. So just go to episode 11 scroll Mm -hmm. a little bit. It'll be easy. It won't be that many between now and the next few months anyway. So, but I love, what I love about this whole idea is that the idea of being beyond baby is something mm-hmm. we've talked so much about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written wrote a book so about it. much about, yeah. And so I'm really excited just to kind of meet these people wherever they happen to be, these moms who are coming, uh, mostly moms. I think I actually have one non-mom who signed up and that's great too, um, because it can be a beyond, you know, it's, it's about just kind of going beyond your what you're doing right now mm-hmm. and and figuring out the next thing for you. Looking so at the next phase. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. and I just, um, to correct myself, it was episode seven when we talked about being okay. done having babies. And for those who haven't listened to episode seven, I think it's maybe one of our more popular from what I can tell. Yeah, um, People were really, and this is really kind of taking that to the next level. So in that we talked about, you know, being done and being relatively sure you're done having babies. And I think this is sort of, beyond is sort of the next phase. So we've heard from people who feel beyond when like their youngest goes to kindergarten, you know, and all of a sudden you have 
more time on your hands, but it doesn't even have to be something so concrete. I don't think it's just more the feeling that you've had your head down in the trenches, whether you've been at home full time or working full time, you just finally kind of feel like you can envision the next 5, 10, 15 years and that some of that 5, 10, 15 years isn't directly related to your role as a mother. Not that of course you're giving that role up, but that there's room for more. So I think, I think that's different for everybody. It's not like, well, I have a two-year-old I'm not beyond yet or right. you know I have an 18 year old I've been beyond for a long time it's not I don't think there's a finite there's place. no rule or yeah. yeah yes I've gotten it's that just question that kind feeling of like um gosh I can actually like feel like there's room for more absolutely um and we're talking about everything from career to creativity to like health and wellness just mm-hmm. feeling like you're ready to put some intentionality back into your own body soul yeah, all absolutely. of that so um, so that's kind of, I think, where we are with the concept. I thought, um, I thought I would get you to talk a little bit about um, kind of three areas, creativity and wellness, and then work or business or mm-hmm. career, um, and just kind of how those play into the idea of beyond and maybe what you see at the retreat of, of the opportunities for women to explore those areas. So yeah. um, starting with creativity, what... Um, you, this is something that you've done, I think, in the last few years, has gotten back in touch with your more creative passions and hobbies. And But I know it's really hard for a lot of moms who have kind of set that aside. So what have you heard from moms about the obstacles to getting back into creative creative pursuits? And kind of how has that worked in your own in your own life? Yeah. Okay. So there's probably, let's see, I think there's probably three major ones that come up. Um, one is time. I mean, time is <laughs> always the biggest one. And I think especially when you know, we, for so long, we focus so much of our time on all things related to what we have to do, uh, whether, you know, whether that's work sure. or taking care of the kids and, and those kinds of obligations. We have a really hard time figuring out where we're going to make space in our life for those other things. Even mm-hmm. though things are getting easier all around us if, as the kids get older and they're more independent, it can still be hard to figure out look, where is this time going to magically come from. So that's probably the biggest um, sure. the biggest obstacle. And that's it's so funny because that's true for moms of whose kids are any age and lots of times women who don't have kids and you know it's yeah. like nobody ever and it's so funny it's to everyone's me. biggest obstacle. yeah and I think back to like before I had children and I think what would I do with all of my time it didn't feel like I had right. so much more of it but right. you know I did I just right. it's always a precious resource so that's number one I think that the second one is a lot of times people feel moms feel like they're so disconnected from what they used to love and mm-hmm. they're not even really that sure they love point. it anymore a great point. And I, that I, when I definitely got back into doing theater, that was something that I kind of was a little bit afraid of. Like, what if I try out for this play and do the play and I hate it? Or mm-hmm. what if I find that I don't even, this is not me anymore. Um, <laughs> I was so disconnected from it. And so getting back into it and then realizing I still did love it um, mm-hmm. was fantastic. The interesting thing is I love it in a different way than I did when I was 20. I mean, I was obsessive when I was 20 mm-hmm. about theater. Like I would have spent all day at the theater mm-hmm. rehearsing. There was no place I would rather be uh, when I was young and before I had all the responsibilities. And now I'm more pragmatic. Like I enjoyed it. I went mm-hmm. and I did it. It was really mm-hmm. fun. It's not an obsession in the same way, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be right. um, because I do have a lot of other things going on. And and I feel like that's a sign of my life being really full and satisfying in a lot of ways so yeah. that one thing isn't really like such a huge focus like it right. was. Right. But I'm still really, really glad that I did it. So that's something that I will, will definitely be addressing. And you know, maybe your your dream or your passion has taken a slightly different turn is another mm-hmm. thing. You know, if I used to love writing fiction and mm-hmm. um, I used to write, oh my gosh, I wrote so much fiction when I was young before having kids. And mm-hmm. I've tried now, I've been writing professionally for over 10 years and I've been trying so hard to make room in my life for fiction. And finally I thought, well, maybe that's just not the right. kind of creative writing I want to be doing right now. It's okay. I'm still a writer. Yeah. Um, I thought about mean, that with poetry because I wrote yeah. a lot of poetry, even through college. I mean, even really studied it and yeah. um, have no no desire. And one, you know, kind of that wondering, like, I wonder if I will ever do that again or want to do that again. And maybe you will. But I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be that. I mean, it doesn't mean you're not still a, a creative writer. There's just maybe right. looking at a different way of being a creative writer. Well, and don't you think, don't you think too, that um, sometimes motherhood gives you new creative pursuits yes. that you would have never thought? Like you, you've talked about cooking um, and we'll, well, we should link to one of your awesome cooking posts because you have one called how I learned to love cooking dinner. And you now 
really, I think just from knowing you are creative with food and entertaining and in the kitchen. And I don't think you were like that probably in no. your 20s. So no, there's no. different forms of creativity that yeah. maybe get honed or well, well practiced during motherhood or early motherhood that then, you know, can be cultivated as an as an additional way to feel creative, but they yeah. never would have been born except for needing to cook dinner every day, that kind of thing. I think we yeah. meet a lot of moms like that who their, their everyday tasks of motherhood somehow kind of give birth to this new creative passion. I agree. And that plays actually really well into the third obstacle that I was going to say. And that's that some people just don't see themselves as particularly creative mm -hmm. um, because I think that we have this idea of what it means to be creative. And mm -hmm. that means we like to do crafts or mm -hmm. something, you know, very, uh, like stereotypical, I right. guess. And I, I think that creativity can look like a lot of different things. I yes. think there are creative ways to do almost anything, whether it's problem solving or outside the box thinking or knitting or, you know, whatever it is, cooking, like you said, or whatever Entrepreneurship, it is. like entrepreneurship. Yeah. yeah like yeah. there's just so many different ways to, to express that side of yourself. Um, that I don't, I don't feel like it has to be this big declaration. Like I am a creative person because I can so my own clothes right. or whatever. Or I'm taking up this new, you know, yeah, point. exactly. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, sign up for this class in ceramics or whatever. It's, it doesn't have to be that. I don't, especially when you're easing back in, I just feel like we can be a lot more low key about it and we can try sure. things and it doesn't need to be such a, like a big, obvious creative pursuit right. for it to right. express creativity. So I, I think I kind of feel like I had another one there. Maybe it'll pop into my head. No, while, I think, but. I think you've, touched on it. And, okay. and I think there's an intimidation factor in kind of declaring yourself creative, right? Yeah, especially for absolutely. women, you know, it feels frivolous or it feels like, you know, especially in this day and age of Pinterest and the internet, you know, it feels like, who am I to call myself a photographer? Yeah, I do that. I actually mm -hmm. have, that's one for me that's grown out of taking a million pictures of my kids is actually liking the creative part, but I, I like, I'm still at that point where I'm like, Oh, but it's not, I'm not really a photographer. Right. You know, I don't really, it's not. So I think we do a disservice maybe to ourselves in, in not acknowledging that these are creative pursuits or that we're, they make us feel creative. Yeah. Whatever. We tend to minimize ourselves a lot, um, as moms and as women. So let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's and, not do that, and then, you know, that, that also <laughs> rises, raises another, actually another obstacle. And that is, you know, even when we find the time, there's the guilt factor. Or the mm -hmm. feeling like, especially, and it's tricky because when your kids are really small and they're very dependent, we've talked about this. We were just actually in episode seven, we talked about how there's this simplicity of focus. You know mm -hmm. where your priorities are. And even if you have outside of the home things that you do, whether it's work or just, you know, your own stuff, date nights or mm -hmm. girls nights or, or a hobby or whatever, there's still this feeling that if I come home and I feed the baby and I diaper the baby and I, you know, put the baby to bed, I've done my job. Mm -hmm. And I think as kids get older, it becomes murkier. They mm -hmm. don't need you as much. They don't necessarily even want you around mm -hmm. as much. Um, and so the time that you do have that you could be spending with them mm -hmm. or doing something for them, in some ways, it's almost harder sometimes to take that mm -hmm. time away because mm -hmm. there's a million things you could be doing for their enrichment mm -hmm. or just to be up and, you know, just to be involved in their lives more. Um, and so that's, I think that the guilt and yeah. the, and the, yeah, and it's, the reservations and it's a little about, scary to make that yeah. choice, to make it when exactly. it is an obvious choice, instead of you don't have a choice about where you're spending your time because your boobs are needed or whatever. Exactly. It, ex I don't absolutely. know if I'm allowed to say that word. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's going to fly. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, anyway, so that was the one I was trying to, I knew that I'd forgotten yes, one. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to switch gears and talk a little bit about wellness, which is kind of a catch, catchy yeah. word that gets thrown around. But you have, you have kind of a personal story about this, but we've also talked about wellness as a big, broad spectrum of everything from kind of discovering style again and yeah. makeup. And one of the things I was thinking about is when you're in the trenches for like a decade of small children and having babies and you come out on the other side, it doesn't matter how old you were when you started, you're 10 years older. Yeah. So things like health and wellness and even beauty and fashion, like it takes a while to kind of get reacquainted. And you, you know, you've written about this and we've talked about it. And I love your, you know, conversations with Shana on the style hour on the more kind of beauty side of things. But mm -hmm. just that being 10 years older or eight or 15 years older yeah. presents some 
some almost like shocks, like, okay, yeah. I need to take care of myself differently. It's time for these types of appointments or yeah. do you want, do you have, do you want to kind of share your story or talk yeah, about where you've well, gone with that? Yeah. I mean, I had, there's a lot I could say about this. Ha, good yeah. thing we have almost an hour. Um, so first of all, I realized when, and, and I'm a little bit unusual in that I have so many kids. And so I had a period of time in my life, about 11, 11 year period where I was either pregnant, nursing, or like about to become pregnant pretty right. much constantly for over a little bit over a decade. And um, it, what ended up happening was that my maternity care sort of replaced uh, other kinds of medical care. I mean, Primary, I, yeah. yeah, I saw my midwives and I got all of my care through them and it was, I mean, it was great. And I feel like I was very well cared for. Um, but what ended up happening was once I stopped having kids, I wasn't in the routine First of all, I was suddenly a whole bunch older. Like when I was 20, I really didn't have any need to be right. going to the doctor all the time. Right. And then I started having kids and then it was like on the I got out the other side of it and I was 35 and was like, "Whoa. <laughs> How did that happen?" Right. Um not having really been in the habit of seeing a general care physician because I was seeing, you know, I was seeing my maternity care physician mm -hmm. so often. And so time just went by and I didn't even really realize. So I ended up having um a hysterectomy 2 years ago because they found that I had cervical cancer, which in hindsight, could have maybe been missed one way or the other. But the fact is I had not had a GYN mm -hmm. checkup in over three years. And mm -hmm. the reason was because I forgot <laughs> because yeah. I had been in such a habit of right. just doing it along with my maternity right. care. It was just a part of my life. It wasn't something I had to think about. And they and don't remind you. They don't like, remind you. I remember that after a pregnancy no. too, being like, oh, you're not going to like send me a card. It's not like no, the dentist. Yeah, no. like, well, and no. I would have had to go find a whole new right. doctor. I mean, because right. I wasn't seeing like a place that did it. Right regularly right. for well woman care anyway. So, and then I, yeah, I wasn't going to get a postcard and I just, <laughs> it's like, I just completely forgot about it for three years and then was like, Oh wait, what? And so by the time I, you know, got the pap and like made the appointment was six months out and then, you know, had sure. the first pap and that was abnormal. And then I fall scheduled a follow up, which I was lazy about because mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, people have abnormal paps all the time. I wasn't really that concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, another, you know, another six months had gone by and they're like, no, now we need to do the surgery. And in the end, it all worked out great. I mean, everything's fine. I'm healthy. Um, and actually, I'm really enjoying not having periods anymore. But <laughs> but it was a big deal. It was major yeah. surgery. And I was down yeah. for a while. And it was a real wake-up call for me. And mm -hmm. when I wrote about it, and we can link to the post in the show notes, mm -hmm. so many people came out and said, I have not had, you know, a I haven't done a breast exam. I haven't been to a doctor since my last child was born seven years ago or whatever. I mean, people mm -hmm. were like, yeah, me too. And I just think that we, it's not like we're purposely neglecting ourselves. It's that time just slips away and you yep. don't always pay attention to how long it's been since you had your last dentist appointment. I mean, you wouldn't let your kids miss one, but you know, you're, right. you're, yeah. So yeah, it's it was very interesting to me to see how easy it was for me to yeah. accidentally let that much time go by. And so and I I would like to pretend like I'm perfect now and I'm not. I'm definitely more aware. Um mm -hmm. I'm better than I was about it and I'm feeling like now that I'm getting close to 40, that's like the big I feel like that's going to be the age where I'm going to like, uh, okay, you know. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Well, and it's I think you get a little bit of a get out of jail free card in the in the true trenches years where yeah. your body is like at this mercy and service of babies and pregnancies and Absolutely. not that it should be that way. I think we should all hopefully strive for a, some amount of basic self-care in those years, but everybody kind of understands the martyrdom of like I can't go to the gym. I right. you know, I this or you know, the, your basic survival. If you brushed your teeth, you know, that day, it's a good day, but it's easy for that to become then a pattern or a habit and, and to not make self-care a priority. Um, and then, like you said, have the time slip away when, when the legitimacy of that excuse has maybe passed its, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> totally. Date. Because you just get used to that being the excuse. Um, and, and so that, I mean, in, in, in a less, I guess a less acute way, I think it applies to so much. I wrote a post a few years ago. Something I've always been pretty good at is basic self-care in a mm -hmm. small way. Um, I wasn't really great at remembering to make a doctor's appointment, but I've always been really good about taking care of myself when it comes to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, showering. I wrote a post a few years ago about, yes. yeah, moms, you do have time to take a shower. It and is I know possible to take a because shower. It becomes this sort of, it becomes this, I don't, I don't even know, like this script that mm -hmm. we all 
read from about what it's like to be a mom and, and what motherhood really is. And part of that is that martyrdom. And I haven't showered, I haven't, you know, shaved my legs in six weeks. I don't care if you shave your legs, but if you, I really like to have shaved legs. It's something that I feel more comfortable when I do because I just hate prickly things rubbing against my pants. So for me, shaving my legs is something that I do. And, you know, it's... And you, it's, there's time for it. And there's you. time for it, okay. you know. Um, I know sometimes it's a hassle. And especially if you've got a baby and, you know, you're going to have to deal with, you know, washing and drying hair or whatever that, right. you know, whatever the situation is. It can be tricky, but I just think it's one of those things where you can find 10 minutes in your day to do that for yourself if it's important to you. And I think that basic cleanliness (laughs) is important to most of us of feeling good and yes, yeah, absolutely. And as you move beyond beyond, like really into this phase, it's there's, you know, there really is not only time, but energy. I mean, I, I started exercising very, very minimal exercise, but basic exercise in the last few months for the first time since before, since, you know, I was pregnant with my first, so seven and a half years. And, um, I find this is kind of corny, but I actually like kind of noticed the endorphin and the enjoyment factor that I had never noticed mm-hmm. before. So I think there is, when you get to the other side of that, you you realize that there is a there's a reason people talk about these things. It yes, feels there good is. to be healthy. It does. It feels, it feels good, good to get enough sleep. There's yeah, a sleep. reason oh. why you know these things come recommended. But back to the um, retreat a little bit. Can you talk about some of the? I mean, just in wellness in general, this is kind of a chance for women to you know get a good night's rest. You're yeah. going to have some yoga and maybe some possible meditation opportunities. Yeah. Some. So can you talk a little bit about that as it relates to beyond the yeah. retreat? Yeah. Well, I what my goal. I mean, anybody can go to a day spa and take a yoga class mm-hmm. and get a massage or whatever. I mean. And I think those are awesome things and I highly recommend them. Um, but I think what, what we're trying to do at, at Beyond is talk about how to make something like that a part of your life after you go home. And that's mm-hmm. what I think sometimes is missing from that experience. You know, you go to an event or something that's special and you take care of yourself while you're there and then you go home and you stop because you get back into regular life. So we're mm-hmm. going to be talking a lot about how to create a life that makes room for these things and doesn't just make room for them, but makes them a priority. Mm. Um, Working around your personal uh, obstacles, that's something that I think, you know, for me, and you just talked about your wellness journey. And for me, that's been a big thing for like the last uh, five years, probably. I think it was like when I weaned Clara. So she weaned a little bit before turning two, but she was you know, definitely weaning slowly for mm-hmm. her whole second year. And I just noticed weight creeping on. I'd never really had to think about it as an adult because when I first had kids, I was crazy, like just skinny naturally. And then afterwards I would be pregnant. I would gain weight. I would lose the weight. I would nurse. And I would just become right. like, I would just shrink away right. <laughs> because I would just nurse away all my calories. Um, and then by the time I weaned that kid, I pack, I put on another five, 10 pounds, right. get pregnant again, and start the whole cycle over. And at this point it was like, man, again, not only am this weight's not going to come back off unless I start just randomly breastfeeding other people's kids, <laughs> but it's also not just about weight anymore. It's about how do I feel when I roll out of bed in the morning? Right. Um, right. And, and the answer was honestly stiff and creaky and mm-hmm. old. Um, so that's something, but I've been working at that. I've been working at it for five years now and it's taken me that long, honestly, to figure out what are the things I have to have set up in my life to make this a priority? You know, mm-hmm. what are, and it's different for everybody. Some people really um, thrive with accountability partners. Some people like me are terrible at choosing. I'm, I'm more, um, when I choose a, an accountability partner, it usually ends up being like a uh, enabling partner. <laughs> <laughs> So it'll be the person like, who'll sleep in and not go to the gym. Yeah, together. it'll be that person who'll text me and be like, "Ugh, do you really want to do this?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know, not really." I'm also not very competitive, so like classes do nothing yeah. for me. They don't push me. You know, I mean, I'll I'll try a little harder because someone's watching me. But at the end, I'm just like, "Ugh, that was terrible. I'm not going back." So anyway, I'm through my experiences and through the experiences I've talked with other women about these things that get in our way and figuring out what it is we really want to do, not jumping on something because it's the cool new fitness trend and maybe it's walking. I mean, it doesn't have to, and we also don't have to like, it doesn't have to be so painful. You know, if you don't want to run, don't run. It's, you have a million other options. So that's definitely going to be a big part of just setting up our lives to make room for all these things that really matter so that when you go home, 
you continue doing all the good stuff that you did while you were there, including getting enough sleep. And we should also link to my post about getting enough sleep because that's yes. another big mommy martyr, you know, thing that we yeah. like to say, like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Everyone's so exhausted. Nobody ever gets enough sleep. Right. And it's not really something to brag about. Right. Um, and again, most of us, you know, most middle class moms who have options have time to sleep. Yep. If we set up our lives in a way, and I'm not talking about if you have a baby who's waking up every hour, that's right. a different story. But when we're out of that phase, right. you know, we have time. We just have to figure out how to make it happen. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, and something about getting away to a retreat like this or any time when you are well rested over the course of that weekend, it just gives you the brain space to yes. enjoy that feeling and then want to recreate that, like you said, and set up your life. You know, so it's almost like you have to get, you have to get away to feel what that feels like mm-hmm. to then be ready to remember to how much yeah. it, better it feels and to want to keep it. We get good at, you know, telling ourselves we feel pretty good when we don't, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Um, so shifting gears again, um, I thought we could talk about work in big air quotes work, meaning um, whether you work outside the home, whether you used to work outside the home. I think during these years in the trenches, some people scale back, some people stay home, some people continue to work full time outside the home, but maybe just don't have the headspace to think about their career in the same way that they did before kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've done a lot of, you did a couple of online classes and workshops and you've done some coaching with women who get to this point and have what you call a big dream or a big idea. And whether it's to start a business or to leave their job and freelance or to, you know, even just leave their job for another job and that gets stuck because we just get out of practice at treating our work lives with that same amount of maybe strategery. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, it was interesting. I sent a survey out a couple of months before I actually started planning the retreat. And it was just to kind of feel the water and see what people were really interested in and and what they were their struggles were and what and what topics they were in the business one. I was surprised, honestly, by how many people we're interested in talking about that and not just people who want to start their own businesses. I would have expected that, but a lot of people, like you said, were kind of coming out of this phase where they'd really scaled back. Uh, maybe they'd gone to part-time or they had just sort of mommy tracked themselves a little bit and weren't really actively pursuing promotions or weren't really actively, they weren't really thinking about it. <laughs> you know, it was like they were getting by, going to work, doing what they had to do. Um, and then suddenly they, they have more time and all of a sudden the interest is back, mm-hmm. but they felt five years behind, or they weren't really sure how to now start moving themselves back into that strategic Mm -hmm. position. So it was probably pretty evenly split between that and people who either wanted to quit their job and start some kind of work at home business, either to completely replace their income or just to kind of help supplement Mm -hmm. um, their spouse's income. Or um, some people, honestly, with the work part was more like a hobby. Like they wanted to do something they felt really good about and that they felt was contributing in some way. They don't really care if they make money from it. That's not the point. Yeah, and I think Um, that's a reality for a certain amount of people who, if they choose to stay home full time for a certain amount of years, Mm -hmm. it may not be a huge desire to go back to what they were doing before. Yeah. But there is still that that available space in your head for um, that kind of intellectual or challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and even if you have no desire to go back to a traditional workforce, um, how to fill that with, you know, whatever it is, volunteering or, you know, that kind of thing. So So that's something we'll be talking a lot about at beyond. We're going to be doing several workshops where we're really going to kind of get down to the nuts and bolts of what is it you want? How do you know? What are the next steps that you have to take? And of course, everyone's, everyone's, uh, next steps will be widely different, hugely different. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe someone really needs to go talk to a career coach. I am not that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think most of us know, have a general idea of what we need to do next. If we could just kind of quiet everything down around us and get really clear about the next three, you know, two or three things that we really need to do and then make a plan for actually doing those things. So we'll be talking a lot about that. And I think that what's also really cool is that there's a, the people who are coming, um, have a really varied background. And I think that that's sometimes is the best way to get advice is to talk to people who are doing something completely different from what you're doing. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids 
because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. And do you, do you ever feel like, I always feel a little self-conscious around my own friends. Like I don't think I would, even very close friends or family, I probably wouldn't bring up a big idea or, you know, even though they, they support you unconditionally. And once you launch your big idea, they'll be your biggest cheerleaders. But there's something almost about new relationships or anonymity that feels a little bit more legit in terms of having people. So I'm sure you're going to have opportunities for people to meet and network and bounce ideas off. And I I know that I probably would feel more comfortable in that situation with strangers than with even my closest friends. Well, especially because there's strangers who are all there to do the same thing. Exactly. So everyone's in the same boat. Everyone has, it does feel awkward to talk about your dreams and something so vulnerable in, in front of the people closest to you sometimes. And that's a funny Mm -hmm. thing. Like, um, it's kind of like performing. Like I love to yes. perform in front of a big crowd of people that I don't know. But if you asked me to go out and just sing something for in my, a living room full of my closest family, I would never want to do it. It's it's just that putting yourself so vulnerably like yes. in front of those people that really want it so much for you. It's yes. almost and, too much and pressure. And who know you, who know yes. all the layers of you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's too much pressure. So yeah. I totally agree. It's it's a great way. And we're going to be doing a lot of that kind of talking. Now that said, I mean, if you don't have a big business idea or aren't wanting to launch a, you know, writing career or art career or, or you know, move up and at work, it's not like there you won't be plenty for you to benefit from. In fact, maybe you'll realize some things about yourself that you didn't know. You know, yeah. maybe you'll realize you've had. I'm glad you brought that up because I yeah. was going to ask about that too. Because I think it is a, kind of a mix of people. It is who will be at different phases of this. And I yeah. know I am not an entrepreneur. I never am the one with the big ideas. Yeah. But I do, I do. There are places for me in in that kind of entrepreneurial environment, and I love yeah. to, you know. So I think I think it'll be great. Yeah. How how all that will. And the workshops will be mostly breakouts. So if, you know, you want to talk business with somebody, that's great. But if you just really want to talk about how to make time in your life for dancing or painting or bird watching or kayaking or whatever it is you want to do, you'll find that too. There's Mm going to be plenty of both. um, And, and people will be able to kind of explore all those sides of themselves while they're there or focus in specifically on one. It's really, you know, it's really going to be what people make it. Um, And also I'll be available for one. It's a very, it's going to be really small. So uh, there won't be more than like 
I think 15 is my cap. Um, so there's going to be plenty of time to talk to me directly, to talk mm-hmm. to each other quietly, you know, and, and like have private conversations. And so um, I am there not just as the person kind of running it, but also as a mentor. So that's um, great. Yeah. And I'm you've made room. I was just thinking as you were talking about our previous kind of personality uh, type discussion. Yeah. So for the introverts out there, you've made a lot of space for kind of alone time too yes. as well, right? Hiding. So it's kind of like either or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can run off into the woods with your journal and that I, is absolutely. completely sanctioned. We should talk a little bit about um, about the location too yes, because a lot please, of people yes. don't know where Southwest Michigan is. So I live um, about 90 miles from Chicago. Um, this will be about 30 miles toward Chicago. So there'll be about 60 okay. miles from Chicago. So there are two major airports in Chicago that are about an hour and a half from this area. Um, the South Bend airport, South Bend, Indiana is about 45 minutes and I will be picking people up from that airport. It's harder to fly in and out of that airport. There just aren't as many options, but if you can find a flight in, it's one of those great tiny airports where, you know, you're out of it in like three minutes and I will be doing pickups from that airport. Otherwise there are options, there um, are trains and it's, we'll make it work. So don't, Mm -hmm. don't let the transportation thing, if you can get yourself to Chicago, you can get yourself to this retreat. Not a big deal. Um, it's also right on Lake Michigan. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to be out in the woods and, um, close to the beach. So there'll be plenty of natural beauty. Um, we're in sort of a B and B type scenario and people will have their own beds and own rooms as well. That's great. So there will be options. Like if you want to come with a friend and you want to share a room and we want to knock a little bit off your fee or whatever, that's fine too. Just let me know. Um, but for the introverts who really just want quiet time, to work, um, or think or sleep, you know, sleep in, in the morning. If you want, you know, there's no pressure. You don't have to show up for morning yoga if you don't want to or whatever. I love that. And the way you've priced it too is kind of unique in that way that you wanted people to have kind of a all inclusive makes it sound like you're, you know, going on a cruise, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Where people didn't have, where the venue was part of the cost so that people really know, Exactly. know what they're paying for. Um, yeah, that, so- that was really important to me because I know there are retreats that are quite inexpensive. Um, however, once you get there, you have to put yourself up. And, and sometimes at very, very high-end hotels. Yes, <laughs> at very high-end hotels. It's $100 to attend the conference at a $400 a night. Right, place. exactly. So I wanted people to have everything that they knew exactly what they were getting into and they would have their travel costs and then they would have one fee for the weekend and that's it. So And that um, one fee out. is, if I'm correct, $697 for the weekend. That's right. In- including your stay. That's the key. Yeah, including your stay um, and your food. And your food, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. And there's if, so. you go to, if you go to the page, you'll see exactly what's included just like as far as when we start feeding you and when right. we stop feeding you right. um, yeah, just, just logistically <laughs> schedule yeah. wise that we're it's looking like an all-day Friday all-day Saturday half-day Sunday is that correct um it's it's like most of Friday I most think I have registration starting in the afternoon so oh, okay. it's kind of more evening Friday all-day Saturday and then morning um like about a half day on Sunday right okay and then people depart so yeah, that's great. So yeah, so um, just under seven hundred dollars normally for all of that, including um, the venue and the food, or the yep. you know room and the food. Um, but listeners of this very podcast, fifty dollars off, right? Yep, that's right. Um, so we're going to do that right at themomhour.com. When you find the show notes for this episode, the registration on that page will simply discount your $50. That's, yeah, all you that's all you have to do. Know. That's all you have to do. So what are you hoping, what are you hoping people get out of this in general? This conversation or this retreat? This retreat. <laughs> this retreat. This conversation. Well, <laughs> life. Um, life. Life. What do they get out of everything? Um, I, I really want women to come away feeling not only refreshed and relaxed, but inspired for whatever the next thing is. And like they have a plan and I want everyone, we're going to be working, we're going to be creating sort of a blueprint for what it's going to look like when they get home and how are they going to implement all the things that we talked about um, and priorities and why, you know, I want, like I said, I want the way that they feel at the retreat. I want them to take a piece of that with them when they leave and figure out a way to make that part of their lives. It's all about, and there's another post I just remembered that I wrote at one point. I think it was called, you can design a life you love or you can create a life you love or something like that. And I, and it's all about being intentional. And sometimes you have to just get away from the little people banging on the bedroom door and shoving their fingers under the bathroom door or, you know, the, the dinner making and the dishes and all that. You just have to get away and get your brain in a space where you can think through 
through mm-hmm. things and talk about it with people who are in the same place as you or people who are a few steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what this is all about. And we're all going to be helping each other kind of visualize what we want the next year of our lives to look like and then how we're going to make that happen. So yeah, I love that. that's what I want people to come away with. And I think, and I, th- I think too, um, you've been to a lot of blogging and writing conferences, women in business or traditional business have been yes. probably to a lot of conferences, but I I'm hoping that there's women out there who won't feel intimidated if they have not been to a quote unquote conference or mm-hmm. retreat that if they've led a relatively uneventful pun intended <laughs> life at home for the last few years that this that this is a really good place to start because it is not you don't have to you know have your business cards you don't have to the networking will be natural it will be intimate um so I think for me as someone who's been mostly home for the last yeah. few years and a little less focused on a traditional career um I could see that being feeling intimidating but I hope after listening to this people won't feel that intimidation that you're not yeah. going to a capital C conference No please don't feel like yeah. you know, please don't you feel like I mean? you have to bring you know business cards you do not have to worry about what you wear be comfortable there is no hashtag <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll make one up on the spot, but I, there, this is low stress. And I have to tell you, I have been to so many conferences over the last few years, so many, and I think they're so valuable, but honestly, I think a lot of us are hitting, are just kind of hitting a wall and what we want, what we're realizing we want is the part that happens in the hotel room after the conference closes down for the night. And that's the part where you get together with a few people that you trust and you bounce ideas off each other and you laugh and you drink a little wine and everybody just is open and sharing and that's what people really want and I this is a whole weekend of just that so we're cutting all the others we're cutting out all the extra stuff um the sessions and the awkward networking like you said and these big branded um you know events and stuff that's happening that that is like kind of takes away the focus mm-hmm. from what we all want to do in the first place which is mm-hmm. get together with a small group of people and talk and mm-hmm. and get to know each other and so yeah t- this is going to be like as far from pressure as you can possibly get. And um, yeah, so (laughs) don't worry about that. We will take care of you and it will, you know, that's not to say if you're a shy person or feeling a little just overwhelmed by life in general or whatever, you may feel a little bit intimidated. That's okay. That's that's good to stretch yourself. Yeah, I don't think anyone gets on a plane or in a car to go to something like this and doesn't right a little intimidated or wonder what to wear. Hey, I'm going to feel totally intimidated. So yeah, it's you know? like a big dream for you too. It this is. is your, you are living, you're beyond. <laughs> I am. I am. And it's, you know, it's no, I mean, it's always scary. I'm an outgoing person and I'm an extrovert, but it's scary to meet new people. And so that's, that's cool. We'll all be in it together. So I it's going it. to be really. Well, one of the things we keep hearing from podcast listeners too, and we keep getting your emails, which you can send hello at themomhour.com. And if you have any uh, questions about the retreat, please just email me and ask. Yeah. You can email hello at themomhour.com and we will answer your questions. Well, and I think, um, when, at least when I listen to podcasts, I always, I kind of feel like I get to know the hosts a little bit. And, um, this is a great way to get to know you, um, for those who have kind of followed you and the blog and your podcast and kind of feel like they know Megan Francis. This is actually a way to get to know Megan Francis, which I think will be fun because I know you and I think you're awesome. Oh, well, thanks. Um, And I'm kind of hoping Sarah, there was a possibility you might be able to make it too, right? It is still a possibility. All right. You you might get both of us. I really, really, really want to be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping you fill up so much that there's no room for me, but no, I'm just kidding. I'll sleep in your bed. Foot in my bed. (laughs) I mean, you can sleep on next to me on the bed, not the foot of my bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, before we wrap up, is there anything else about Beyond? I think we've covered. So themomhour.com um, and then look for episode 11, which is this one, is yeah. where you will find all the details. Um, but again, October 9th through 11th yep. in Southwest Michigan, nearby Chicago. Um, I want to hear from you if you have questions. Yeah. And even if you know you can't come to this, but it sounds intriguing to you and it's like something you wish you could do. Email me anyway, because it's just good to know that. Yeah. Because I, w- I want this to be the first of many, and I might end up, you know, it's very possible that I might end up traveling to other people's retreats. I've heard from a few people that said, you know, I already get together with a group of friends. We would really love for you to come facilitate. Well, that's um, that's something idea. that's yeah. definitely an option um, if it interests enough people. So just, you know, let me know. If it sounds interesting to you, even if you know you can't make it, I would love to hear what parts of it sound really interesting to you and 
what, what parts like scare you, what you'd like to see. Still, yeah, still yeah. in the books. Yeah. Um, all of those emails can go to hello at themomhour.com. Yeah. Um, and speaking of communicating with us, I just want to say, too, that we've gotten some really nice reviews and ratings on iTunes or in other podcasts apps, but we could always use more. We know from the emails and the tweets that you guys are listening and that yes. you're enjoying it, we hope. Um, but it really, really does make a difference to rate or review the show in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Um, so head on over, find the show's page in iTunes, which you can link to from themomhour.com and just give us five stars or however many stars you think we deserve. Yeah. Um, and just writing a short review helps a lot. It helps other people find the show. Um, it helps tells iTunes and these other podcast apps that we are legit and that we're improving, we hope. So it makes us feel um, good make, too. It makes us feel good. Yeah. So um, it is it actually does really make my day when someone emails us, I have to say. So Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. We love getting to know you guys too, because otherwise we're just talking to each other. Yeah. So, cool, but... <laughs> um, well, Megan, this has been great. I am so excited for you. So excited for this retreat and what it's going to mean to women and that you are doing this after yeah. wanting to do it for so long. So. I know. And if honestly, if, if, if you get nothing from this episode because you can't come or don't care to come or, you know, can't believe you just listened to us talk about this for the last 45 minutes, if you can wa- come away with anything, I hope it's that if you have something that you're sitting on that you've been wanting to do, just do it. It's yes. not as scary as it seems. Um, yeah, and things that, will and work out. Absolutely. And that there's other women out there who are looking at this phase and feeling a little bit overwhelmed in a mm. different way than motherhood was overwhelming in the beginning. So yeah. that it's normal to go through this like metamorphosis at this phase. I'm sure one of many we all go through, but yeah. that um, it is a transition and it isn't always comfortable and that there are ways to get your creativity back and your health back and your career back, but that it's that you're not the only one who feels like that's daunting, I guess. I think that's what I'd like people to get out of it too, whether or not the retreat works out for them. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been a great conversation. Thanks, Megan. We'll be back in a week. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.